Hello and welcome to In the Loop, a podcast working in cooperation with Suffolk Votes and Suffolk University's Center for Community Engagement. The views and opinions expressed on In the Loop do not reflect the opinions of Suffolk University, the Center for Community Engagement, or Suffolk Votes. I'm Cam Sweeney. I'm Maddie Dubois. And I'm Andrew Gomes. This week, Fox News settles the defamation suit against them. Tucker Carlson leaves the network. Fighting breaks out in Sudan. President Biden announces his re-election campaign and more. Fox News has agreed to pay $787.5 million to resolve a defamation suit filed by Dominion Voting Systems over the network's promotion of misinformation during the 2020 election. For example, in 2020, Fox claimed that Dominion's voting machines were vulnerable to hacking and changed votes for Trump's for votes to Biden. It has come to light that many Fox employees were doubtful about Trump's claims of voter fraud and the election being stolen from him. Many of them had doubts in their colleagues at Fox who were endorsing Trump's false claims about the 2020 election, and many of them believed that there was no actual evidence to support these claims. The settlement saves Fox from having to go through a lengthy trial where many of their well-known figures like Tucker Carlson would have had to take the stand. Tucker Carlson, the host of one of the most watched cable news networks, abruptly was asked to leave Fox News this past Monday. The decision to let Mr. Carlson go was made on Friday night by Lachlan Murdoch, the chief executive of Fox Corporation, and Suzanne Scott, chief executive of Fox News Media. According to a person briefed on the move, Carlson was informed on Monday morning. Furthermore, CNN parts ways with Don Lemon after 17 years. This past Monday, the cable news network host had released a statement via his Twitter account stating that he was stunned to learn that the network was firing him after 17 years reporting the news and offering commentary on his own Monday morning show on CNN. The network was quick to review Lemon's claims in a statement they had clarified that his statement was inaccurate and that he was given a chance to meet with management. Many have speculated that Lemon's dismissal from the network had to do episode of CNN this morning from this past February when he had stated that the Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley wasn't in her prime. Given the fact that Haley is 51 years old, many believe that Lemon's statement was a bitter remark on her age and worthiness of remaining in politics. As the story continues to develop, the morning show is still left with two CNN hosts, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. Last week in Sudan, fighting broke out in the capital of Khartoum as rival military factions battle for control, increasing the risk of a nationwide civil war and diminishing hopes for a civilian-run democracy. Fighting broke out last Saturday between the Sudanese Army and the Rapid Support Forces, or RSF, a powerful paramilitary group. The Sudanese Armed Forces, led by General Del Fattah al-Bahan, and the RSF, led by General Mohamed Hamadan, previously worked together in the 2021 coup, which overthrew longtime ruler Omar al-Bashir. The two sides have been attempting attempting to negotiate a ceasefire, though a solid agreement has yet to be reached and fighting continues, leaving the future of Sudan in question. Two weeks ago, a judge in Texas ruled that the FDA had not properly considered the health effects of the abortion pill, Mifepristone. On the same day, a judge in Washington state ruled the opposite, ordering the FDA to make no changes to the approval status of the drug. The ruling from Texas then went to the New Orleans Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which ordered restrictions surrounding Mifepristone, but did not order the removal of the FDA approval. These restrictions included the drug no longer being able to be available by mail, requiring the drug be taken in the presence of a physician, and the window in which the drug could be taken would be lowered from 10 weeks of pregnancy to 7. Last week, the Supreme Court did not side with the lower courts, and therefore Mifepristone will remain FDA approved. However, in states with near total abortion bans, the medication will most likely be nearly unavailable, as many states have imposed restrictions that are even stricter than the FDA's current ones. Had the Supreme Court sided with the lower courts, the FDA estimated that the drug would be unavailable for months due to the relaboring process that would need to happen in order to comply with the new orders. In election news looking towards the 2024 presidential election, President Joe Biden announced that he would seek re-election, um, kind of putting to rest a long-standing rumors that he may not seek a second term. 
In a video released last Tuesday, he stated his formal announcement and intent to run for president. Um, he argued in his announcement video that American democracy still faces a profound threat from Trump uh, and the prospect of him having another term in the White House. He also shortly after named Julie Chavez Rodriguez, a senior White House advisor and granddaughter uh, of the labor leader Cesar Chavez, as his campaign manager. Having formally made this announcement, he's almost guaranteed to secure the Democratic nomination. Uh, it doesn't appear that any serious contenders are looking to challenge him. Um, and his only two announced opponents are Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a vaccine critic, and Marianne Williamson, an author who previously ran for president in 2020 before she dropped out ahead of the first primary election. Still, many Democrats were unoptimistic about the, uh, about the announcement and had hoped for a younger candidate to take the party forward. And now to some local news. Last Monday, April 17th, saw the 127th Boston Marathon take place, with over 30,000 runners from all parts of the globe participating in the event. This marathon also marked the 10-year anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombings, which had occurred on April 15th, 2013, just feet away from the finish line on Boylston Street. The events of the marathon bombing had claimed the lives of three civilians, including Martin Richards, Crystal Campbell, and Lou Lingzi, as well as two police officers, the MIT officer Sean Collier and the Boston police officer Dennis Simmons. The attack also left about 281 civilians injured. Last week, a Massachusetts Army National Guardsman appeared in federal court in Boston. The 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, Jack Texteria, is accused of stealing top-secret information from the Otis Air National Guard Base in Cape Cod. In his time at the Air National Guard Base in Cape Cod, Texteria was assigned to the 102nd Intelligence Wing, from which he had leaked top-secret information on a Discord server, which is a popular messaging platform for video game enthusiasts. At the time of this episode's recording, Texteria had his detention hearing at the Moakley Federal Courthouse in Boston. The chat room, apparently named Thug Shaker Central, had a large group of members who were gun enthusiasts and had shared memes on the server. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland had stated that Texteria's friends involved with the chat room had stated he was more motivated by bravado than ideology. Thanks for listening and be sure to visit us at itlpodcast.com for more information and a complete list of where you can listen. Also be sure to follow us at Suffolk Votes on Instagram. Thank you and we hope you tune in next week.